Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And Happy New Year. I mean, I know it's the second week, but it's still Happy New Year Girl, to me. it's going to be 22. It's going to be New Year all month long. I got to adjust. I know. How's everyone feeling? I hope everyone stepped into this year feeling good, feeling positive, you know, shaking off 2022. And um, what a shit. Yes, walking with their confidence, walking in their purpose and their passion this year. I feel like this is the year for that. I feel like I've been pumping myself up the last three months. Like, you are that bitch. <laughs> just so at this very moment, I can be like, I'm that bitch. So I've just really been working on that. How about you? Yeah, same. Yep, yep. I believe it. I really do. So all of the af- positive affirmations that I did all year last year through the show and privately, I feel like have made me actually believe yes i am in fact that bitch i agree the affirmations help it, it helps that we've accomplished a lot of things in real time this year so every time i'm like feeling any remotely down i'll be like bitch do you know who the fuck you are i'm an author bitch <laughs> that's me talking to myself <laughs> i was podcast studio bitch <laughs> ceo Speaking of which, if you are watching on YouTube, which I hope you are, you'd subscribe to our YouTube channel because you want to see our beautiful faces and our cute ass outfits and our guests who I'm about to introduce you to. Relax. We're very fine and we always have fine guests. Um, we are in our new studio, so make sure you go follow good.goodmedia on Instagram. And if you need a podcast studio to record at or you want to start a podcast, we're the place to do it. Located in Studio City slash Hollywood Hills. Come on over, come on over, baby. We can't guarantee that we will be here, but we might swing by. (laughs) Shorty, swing my way. Okay, all right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You're doing all the... (laughs) It's your fall. You had all the cues. Sure look good to me. Now would you? No, no I'm, you know, you have such a beautiful voice. <laughs> Thank you. Positive affirmations for you. <laughs> Until I believe it, I'm going to keep saying it. Thank you, because it's true. <laughs> you should. You heard me at karaoke at Sebastian's birthday. Don't play with I me, did. bitch. Anyway, um, 
Uh, I'm really excited because you guys, we have a special guest and it's been a while since she's been on our show and you guys fucking loved her last episode and she's just so bomb. She's so amazing. We have Brittany Floyd Mayo, aka founder of Trap Yoga Bay, aka confidence coach, aka fine ass mama, aka just the bomb, bomb, diggity bomb, 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 bomb. That's yep. all I got. Sorry, shit. Yep. yep. <laughs> talk to me nice. <laughs> like that that's an affirmation right there. Like talk literally to me nice. that's every day. You look in the mirror, talk to me nice. You're talking to somebody, like they're like, Hi, talk to me nice. Did we just start yeah. with our affirmation? Yeah, I, accidentally on purpose. Talk to me nice. I'm telling yourself that is just how I was telling you. I'd talk to myself nice. So talk to me nice. I love yes. that. Yes. Welcome Thank back. Thank you. We it's so good to you. be here. I love it. And like, let's let me just like point out we did the thing where we're, everybody's like, I love you. It was so great meeting you. We're going to be the best of friends. And we fucking failed miserably last year. But it is a new year, a new day. And we are the same dope ass bitches we were before. So Even doper. We like I'm declaring in front of all of your amazing tribe that we will give them the three way the <laughs> friendship, menage. the three way friendship they've been waiting that for. They've been waiting for and deserve. Yes. Like I said it, so now it's real. Well, I need more of you in my life. I need more of you in my life. I feel like every time I see you, you get us together. She really does. And you guys, I don't know if you've checked in on our first. episode of the year or a little bonus episode of the year um Brittany guided us through a meditation of course just as she did last year and just as she did this year so um you can listen it listen to it in audio form or if you subscribe to our YouTube channel you can watch this beautiful amazing meditation around confidence and walking in your authentic self so thank you for that it was my delight. I loved it. Yes. We also have one for the kids. So if you know, if you take time for yourself, make sure you throw that on for the kids too. We had Naja come on, like she does last like two years, right? Yeah, one, two. But this uh, is our first time doing with the kids in video. In, in because video. We, and I thought it was I thought she suggested that and I love that because I think sometimes kids really need a visual. Mm-hmm. So seeing our kids do the, doing the meditation with Naja was really cool. And shout out to her business, Yoga Little. And I just think that Bringing your kids into mindfulness. We always start the year that way, but let's try to like keep it going all Mm -hmm. throughout the year. I know that I have, I guess, you know, I've I've failed in ways in this, in this space. I like, I do a lot of like self-caring and really tapping into myself sometimes and I forget to bring Irie along with me. So Mm -hmm. I am committing to that this year with my daughter. So I'm also saying that we're giving you the three-way friendship and also Irie is going to be levitating by 2024. Period. Christmas is over, but y'all are just out here just giving gifts. (laughs) It's Christmas all year round. We're Oprah. (laughs) So how are you? How's how's life? How's life been lifing? Nominally well. Yes. Yeah. You know, like it's been coming up a lot. The, the way that I want to express my joy and to share it. And sometimes I have like these moments where I'm like, girl, you are so fucking annoyingly happy. And then, <laughs> then I'd be like, and, and bitch, some people are so annoyingly miserable. Mm. And it's okay to counterbalance that energy. And I refuse to be like, I'm okay. When like, no, bitch, I'm great. I'm great. I hope you're great too. That's, like, that is so true. I feel like sometimes we like... We I, I realize that people thrive in like 
um, not mediocrity. I was going to say that. Yeah. Mediocrity and just like, I mean, because we've all done it. Like, why are they so fucking happy? Like, what the fuck? So fucking, what do you think? You're a cheerleader? But also, like, <laughs> yep. But as I, like, get into this place, I've talked about this, like, where I feel so at peace and, like, everything's going well. I'm like... I'm trying to, I want to be angry because I don't know what else to do. And then also I'm like, God, I'm so in love on the internet. I need to chill. Like those bitches get on my nerves. I'm like, you are that bitch. <laughs> you are happy. You're in love. Like, that's it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like, unapologetically so. I can't douse it down, you guys. Why the fuck would I? It's like you said, I'm going to be like miserable. I'm not going to be fucking happy. I'm, yeah. I've been miserable. <laughs> I'm so happy to be on this side. But like yeah. really acknowledging it and sitting in it. And I think sometimes people feel like that's like um, conceited mm-hmm. or like over the top. Mm-hmm. but people go over the top to complain and stress all day and all i day. notice when people like talk to me about shit that i don't care about i'm like this seems like i don't care you know like i only really want to hear about joy <laughs> <laughs> not only because i know there's like both you know but i i have really like that reminded me how much i've been working on being present mm. in the peace and just like i'm peaceful yes. i've you know what i've noticed is like how I my recovery is faster when I like experience something like bad in my life mm-hmm. or something like that would have like taken me out for a month or two or three like that's how I know like the work that I've been doing over the last five years even just on this show like I recover faster I'm like all right how can I get to the joy faster like we I'm not gonna sit here in in this wallow this does not serve me like I'm not a victim and so how can I get to the recovery faster. I mean, yeah. granted, you have to feel the feels, and I do that too, and I allow myself to do that. But I think a lot of people really like enjoy the wallowing. Oh, for sure. Um, I think a lot of times people are comfortable with their problems, mm. and I think it's easy for us to be like, "Why she's so happy?" or "God damn, that's so annoying," or her happiness isn't real. You get that a lot. I get a lot of people accusing me of not being as happy as I seem. And to me, I think that that really points to what you believe is possible, right? Maybe before you were in this beautiful, healthy relationship that I love watching y'all be in. Oh my God. I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy for you, dog. (laughs) But before you would see couples in our minds would say shit like bet bet they probably cheating like a guy would post his girlfriend and like some minds will be like he probably posted her because he got caught doing some stupid shit or <laughs> you know somebody sends flowers to the job and they're like what do you do this time and because we did not know that people can just be happy in private in public in general and so you know as we're talking to your tribe and my big friends that are listening, if you find yourself annoyed by somebody else's joy, ask yourself, is is it because you don't believe that that can be experienced when you're questioning what other people are feeling? It might be because you've never had that feeling yourself, because now that you know what that self-love and what that healthy love feels like, you can recover faster because you're willing to do the work to get back to a place that, you know, exists. Mm, mm-hmm. It's hard to want to heal when you're like, I'm going to do all this healing and then what? Well, you know now I'm going to do all this healing and then I get back to being happy and I get back to the bag and I get back to love and I get back to all of the things that Cause I've been to the mountaintop. Yeah. But if you've never been there, if you've only been in the middle or the bottom of the mountain, yeah. that's all you've ever experienced. It feels an uncomfortable. You almost yeah. hate on yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I hating on myself? It's my life. But it's just like, 
yeah, like questioning shit, expecting something to happen, just catastrophic to change, yep. or like living in scarcity and like you're always worried or stressed about some shit because nothing ever feels safe. Mm-hmm. Like I realize like when I'm feeling safe and I'm feeling happy, like I've had to learn to be comfortable in it and like, like, okay, I'm cool. Everything's cool, you know? And I, I didn't, I, I mean, obviously I didn't recognize that that was necessary until you come into a place where everything's starting to fall together. But yeah, like, it's yeah. crazy. It does require that you reflect on yourself and what you've seen, what you've experienced, because sure. like, especially in family dynamics, if you've never felt like your parents were at peace or your household was at peace, you're going to grow up into a world of chaos and not even know why you're constantly like comfortable with the chaos. Mm. Right. And when you don't know peace and all you know is that like turmoil, you convince yourself that like this is what life is. Right. There, there, there is no whatever it is that you thought you wanted. It doesn't exist. And so then you can be okay in mediocrity or that okay. And then here comes along a bitch having the thing that you said didn't exist. And now I hate you because you are proving the the thing that I fear, which is it's not that happiness is elusive and can never be found. It's that I haven't found it. How dare you smear in my face and fuck up the illusion that I've given myself. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, when happy bitches irritate you, I, I realized like not too long ago, I, I, w- I remember like growing, I grew up in the Valley and I always was like all my most majority of my friends growing up were white. And I remember like going to like my white friends households and like everything seemed like super curated and clean and like dinner was served at the right time and everyone ate together. And I realized like as an adult, I realized that I kind of um, associated those things with like white people. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, like these things are things that like happen in white households because that's all that's where I saw those. T- like, I don't, I don't know, like cleanliness organization. <laughs> like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. this, like, um, like TV version of what like family life looked like. And now as an adult, I realize like, no, bitch, this is just like, you could have that too. You can have a perfectly curated house and like every, and the nanny and the housekeeper or whatever the fuck, but like really having, and even just remember we had, um, Zosha on the show and we're like, happily, we did trigger and we're like happily ever after. And she was like, white White women. women. (laughs) And it made me think of that. And I was like, damn, like I did kind of feel that way like those type of like relationships that type of family life was unobtainable and like um was a privilege was a privilege you know and Mm. like it only came like tied beautifully that way in those households but like nah bitch i'm trying to have the perfectly curated house too with the nanny and like everything's always in place like oh it's so dirty like no it's not bitch you're like i know (laughs) you know like that's that's where i'm at now like i realize that that's possible Mm. It's not just for white people. Thank God. (laughs) So beautiful. As you guys are talking about manifesting, right? Knowing what's possible. Anything that I can fathom, anything that I've seen, if I saw that it exists, it can exist for me. True. And, you know, last year's not. Well, yeah, last year. Wow. Last year and December's theme was the power of yes. And I I remember talking about it in one of our episodes that like a lot of manifesting is saying yes to things and not saying no. And obviously positive thinking and yes. the power of positive thinking, which is a book I'm reading right now. Well, I'm not reading it. I'm actually doing my first Audible, guys, hmm. which is interesting because the Audible for that book is not, the voices are not great. <laughs> so I'm really trying to get past the voices. Um, but I've just been, I'm trying to like, you know, start my year off in this. I'm, 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 I feel like I'm generally a positive thinker. However, I can overwhelm myself and be like, what if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? What if <sighs> I, I, I'm, I'm the type of person that, 
for me, I, what I realized in this last year, it's sometimes hard for me to celebrate my wins longer than like one hour. Like after an hour, I'm like, okay, well that was great. So what's next? next? What's next? Or how are we going to maintain that? How are we going to, how are we going to piggyback off that to make something else happen? And I'm like, bitch, just relax and enjoy this. And like tomorrow we'll <laughs> deal with tomorrow. Yeah. And, but also knowing that, like just saying, saying so many yeses in, in my life in the last few years and in with Mila and this business and just personally have created my wildest dreams, you know, and being able to invite in the things that I probably said no to a lot before. And like people always ask us like, what is like the secret to manifesting? And there really is no fucking secret. Like, it's like believing in yourself or faking it till you make it in ways, just saying it over and over and over again in action. Like yep. you have to put action behind it. You cannot just fucking wish upon a moon mm-hmm. and the shit's going to turn out for you. I hear you saying it's not enough to say that you want something, but you have to believe that you are worthy of it. Yes. That's yes. what I heard. Yeah. Hell yeah. That you deserve. And you were worthy of, worthy of all the shit that you said. Like, did you hear yourself? You, you're having achievements that are worthy of celebration. Your personal life, your business. Like, girl, tell me more. <laughs> I guess that is, though, is like the worthy of celebration thing that I'm I'm still, I need to work on. Because mm-hmm. do, do you feel like, do you feel that you genuinely, um, like, believe that, like, the way, like, that you're worthy of the wins. Like, cause sometimes I find myself like we've done all these things and then I'm still questioning it. Like, you know, like, damn, you wrote this like fucking 200 plus page book. Like, is it good? Like, you know what I mean? Like, bitch, you're already here. <laughs> like you got the book. Like many people, like your editors have read it. They're telling you it's approved. It's mm. going to be published. And I'm still like, am I worthy of being here? And I am because I'm here, but then I'm questioning it. So when it comes out, is it going to like, people going to, are people going to be mad or like, you know what I mean? It's just like this constant, just like even like oh we have these things now how are we gonna how are we gonna maintain it it's like if you had the wherewithal to get here you have the wherewithal to maintain it and it's just like reminding ourselves that of all the time because even like in our you know our business i'm always like am i doing enough is erica mad at me like she calls me i'm like hello yeah i'm working right now (laughs) (laughs) you hear hear that typing in the background i'm doing a lot of emails a lot (laughs) lot. emailing my life away (laughs) (laughs) but it's but i I realize that it's that like that inner voice that isn't that is still working on believing myself you know like you could have the accomplishments and see it and touch it and like but it's still if you don't really believe that you're worthy then it doesn't it's not gonna hit the same no it's not i think that there's like a really good piece to that voice right because we're always like i just need to like cancel my inner critic no 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 no. but sometimes you do need to look at yourself with a critical eye but there's a difference between looking at your life and your accomplishments and proofreading your book with a critical eye and being judgmental right that Mm -hmm. voice that tells you is it good I'm not sure if it's good should be critical enough to make you want to proofread your book should be critical enough to make you want to seek out the people who can help you make it better and who can give you an honest review and give you feedback that voice should help you be your absolute best but the compassion and the self-love at some point has to kick in to say baby you did enough and yeah, you're going to read some shitty reviews, right? Like, let's accept that. <sighs> and yes, yeah, some people are not going to like your book. But one, 
You've done enough right that they even wanted to read your shit in the first place. And this is your first opportunity and you'll get more opportunities. And the next time you'll be better and do more or be just as great or be less than great. But you'll be bold enough to keep fucking trying the coaching you didn't ask for because I love you. (sighs) Got to keep trying. That's the thing. And I I realized, too, like. It's in the trying that you build confidence. Mm-hmm. Once you see like small things happen, you're like, oh, shit, I did that small thing. And I can keep going to do that. And then it's just like it's a building of confidence that no matter what happens, uh, there will be people who don't like some shit. You know what I mean? Like it's inevitable. Everyone's not going to like us. I mean, what we do in general is very uh, like we're putting ourselves out there. And I think it's it's we kind of like do this so we don't have to think about it, like blindside it. You know, how do you say? Yeah, put blinders, blinders on. Blinders on. on. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's in the practice of saying, I don't give a fuck what you think. Yep. And I'm going to, and it, oh, that probably wasn't my best work, but I'm going to continue to do it. And then in those, those like small, you know, like little, you know, building, building, building. And then finally you have a building and you're like, oh, because I kept fucking trying and I kept going. Mm-hmm. And you look back and you're like, oh shit, bitch, we done did a lot of shit in this, you know, since the dining room. And it's and I've really, really realized that this like this relationship, this business, this vulnerability has really given me the confidence that led me to feeling worthy, you know, like looking back and like, oh, actually, I've I am capable because I've done it. But if I had I given up or let those like negative those voices impact me and just said, fuck it, I'm not going to do anything. I would be nowhere. Yeah. So it's it's like it's there's going to be criticism and it's not going to be perfect. But fuck it. Yeah. And I love I love that you are not for everybody, because if you was for everybody, you'd be for nobody. And the thing about like, especially y'all that I love is you speak a a voice for the very niche people and they don't need you to speak in a way that other people are going to be acceptable. Because if you guys showed up not fully authentic, what you're telling the women who identify with you so, so well is "Mm, we think to be better received, you've got to wash down some part of you. And that is not the message that we want to send. So when you continue to show up so fucking boldly like you do, what you say is if you feel like me, you can live in your truth. You can live out loud. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do so long as you're not harming other people and still have what you want. And that's a lot of how I felt starting Trap Yoga where people were like, you're never going to get any deals because you curse and no one's ever going to take you seriously because you twerk. It was just like, well... If I change that, the women who want a yoga teacher who curses and twerks and to feel seen, they'll never have a home. Do I really want to run a a life that everybody likes me or do I really want like people who see me wholly, truly and love me for that? And that's that whole you got to be confident enough to to be vulnerable to do that, to say, this is who I am. Is there anybody else out there? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you guys have been blown away by how many is there anybody else out there and the, the community that y'all have created over these last few years, right? Like oh, more I'm women than you ever away. could have imagined. You've transformed their lives. Just knowing y'all has transformed my life. Like, I know it. So keep doing you, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we literally built the brand like to spite perfectionism <laughs> you know we were like we literally built the brand because we're like fuck that and really on some like eh, mm, who 
who cares? Like, you're going to either take it or you're not. And and, and I think, it, obviously, it's easy because there was nobody listening. And so we just were talking shit. But, like, it's... Like, I know this is cliche, but, like, being authentically yourself, which I realize, for me, I can't help it, which, whew. But... <laughs> But for people who are listening, who are constantly striving, and we all, like women, there's, not all, but even for me, like someone who can't help but be themselves, I've, I've still had a lot of work overcoming, like uh, people pleasing, mm-hmm. like wanting everything to be like even and nice and just like, oh, like, you know, kind, really, you know, just showing up a certain way so people will like me because, I mean, I don't want anyone to not like me, but it's just in the showing up is this is who I am and if you like it it's cool but if you don't it's cool too I've realized like a I've I've had this incredible friendship with Erica with you and like in us being authentic and saying hey it's not perfect but we're going to talk about it anyway and seeing how many of our tribe showed up because we're not ever like suggesting that we have all the answers i'm sure i've said a lot of fucked up shit that i probably don't believe in anymore you know like maybe two months ago i don't know i'm changing all the time i'm evolving that's the whole point to be blooming and even in like my relationship had i not and i i always think of this episode I, we had with somebody else and i was talking about my titties being out and they're like do you think that's why you're single right now and then i must have like like snapped because i was like actually whoever's my man is going to be so proud to have me and he's going to know exactly who i am he's going to root me on dancing on tables and with my titties out because he knows who the fuck i am and like you know a year later looking back and i have a boyfriend who's like all about the business had i not showed up as myself i would have never been in love and in a relationship with someone who knows exactly who the fuck he's dealing with and what he's going to get and you know can imagine hiding yourself a from yourself you're not even like you're not even brave enough to be like what is it that i like what do i want to do and be from someone who could potentially be the love of your life because you're scared that someone else who doesn't fucking matter may not accept or love you you, we are all worthy of love and deserving of, you know, like peace and love in the highest way. But we can only really receive that if we are showing our true colors to attract our true friends and our true tribe and our true man and our true husband or wives or whatever. But people like especially I don't know if it's like Western civilization, we get so caught up on perfectionism, you know, like mm-hmm. how we look. Does this look right? Like I'm on camera like. Bitches have boogers sometimes, you know? It's like yeah. human, you know? Like, every uh, hair is not going to look perfect every time. Sometimes braids are going to get braided on the show. Because that's the reality, you know? Like, it's just, it doesn't do anyone any... It doesn't progress anything to mm-hmm. pretend. Pretending yeah. is just like... Well, you can't you can't, with, you can't hold up the mask. It's, it's going to fall off. It's going to get crooked, and you're going to get exposed eventually. Yeah. And that's when the relationship starts to fall apart because you're like, wait, this is this is not who you presented yourself to be. Yeah. So it's just about like, I think even for me, I feel like Mila's or like she is she's always kind of shown up as herself. For me, like I have tried I've had to like really figure out like what parts of myself do I love and which parts of myself do I am I ready to kill (laughs) you know and i think being a scorpio like i'm very i'm all about like the transformation and but it took me a long time to feel bold enough and confident enough to really step into that space and i think we're lucky because there's two of us so there's two of us to kind of like push each other but then there's women right now listening who like I mean, it truly is like it's a it's an inside job. It's a solo journey. And like you being a confidence coach, I'm curious to know, like with your clients, 
who are, you know, basically maybe starting at zero. Like, what are tools for someone who is like, I don't even know where to start. I don't have a Jamila. I don't have a friend that's going to like say, push me to try to be my most authentic self. Yeah. I think for a lot of my clients, they come and they're like, I don't know what's wrong. Something's wrong. And so it's like, fuck. Take it from the top, you know, <laughs> and one of the first things that I do is I, uh, I have this like two hour like conversation with them with themselves where we call it a wants and needs manifesto because you want to be confident, but you don't even know what confidence looks like on you because when we don't know who we are or what we want, we see what someone else has. A lot of times they'll just see me and they'll be like, I want to be like you. And I'm like. If you ended up being me and you're not me, you're not going to fucking be happy. And I found that, like, when we really deep dive, I had a client, I was like, what does confidence look like to you? And Mila, she was like, confidence looks like wearing a short sleeve shirt and being comfortable. Mm. Mm. Don't have me tell you what confidence looks like because I'm a, like, we did a little wardrobe change and we was coochies out <laughs> and and looking bitches in the eyes and having a conversation so confidence has to look like what looks like for you so i think starting off is looking at every role you play in life looking at every goal you have and saying is this what i want or is this me trying to be more palatable more acceptable is this me trying to follow um, the rules, bullshit rules of society. So I would be like, step one is to get really honest about, you know, all of those roles. So sometimes I'll have a client who's like, who's a mom and I'll have them do this assignment where I'm like, write down every hat you wear in life and ask yourself, do I want to keep that? And then I'll, they'll turn it in and I'm like, oh, you said you have kids, right? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you didn't write the role as mother on here. And they're like, because that's not optional, baby. You always got options. And when we're afraid to ask ourselves questions like, do I want to be a mother? Like, because we can be honest as fuck here, right? Do I want to be a mother? If some women look deep inside and ask themselves that question, even though they already had their kids, their answer would be no. Listen, I mean, we had our hide from that. We had our friend on Jessica Rose and it was a very controversial moment and Mm -hmm. in the episode in general talking about regretting motherhood and how so many moms do and it's not that you regret your child it's you regret the you regret the role mm-hmm. you regret mm-hmm. the role that like you didn't know you were signing up for all the way because you don't really know what the fuck you're signing up for until you are in it right because a bitch was just digmatized and right. trying to trying to keep the relationship going and now 18 plus 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 because they also lied to you it does not end at 18 no <laughs> um and so in if i get you to fill out the thing and say one of my roles is mother do I want to keep this role? No. People are afraid that that means that like, oh, I'm about to throw my baby out the window. I got a safe surrender. No, it's not saying that, but it's saying, okay, this doesn't come naturally to you, but you're in it and you're still committed to it. How can we minimize the pain, minimize the frustration of those sort of things, you know, with your job and all of that. So really, I think my first thing is to get them to face themselves and be honest about the part of their lives they're not so happy with and the part of their lives that they think is going to earn them love or whatever. Like they'll come to me and be like, I want, you know, I want a smaller waist and a fatter ass. Why? Because I want to, to have a boyfriend who spends money on me and they seem, and, and men always seem to spend money on girls with the fat ass. Mm-hmm. Cause why? 
right? Because I, I want to feel chosen. Because why? Okay, cool. So when we get to the end, I'm like, spoiler alert. <laughs> From one bad bitch to a future bad bitch. Being a bad bitch does not make you more lovable. It just makes you more fuckable. It actually makes your life a lot harder. Mm. That's a truth. That, that is a like, word. Mm. And most confidence coaches or whoever, anybody who's selling something, because let's be honest, I'm selling a service, that I feel like they lie to you and be like, you know, have the money and then you'll have the life of your dreams. Get the body. Like, no, bitch. Nope. All I can promise you is to get closer to yourself. Nothing else is going to guarantee you love, guarantee you happiness. None of that. But eat. I can help you palliative care for what for life. Life is painful. I'm here for pain management. And when you can accept it, like this is what life is, you can decide what you want to change and be confident about the rest. So, yeah. Mm. I feel that. I mean, I think that that's a really that's a really big lesson, I think, for a lot of women, especially like because we often seek outward. Right. We're never like really understanding that everything we have is already here. We have all the tools. If you want that fat ass, if you want that small waist, you have the tools for that, too. Mm-hmm. But we're always seeking outwardly and thinking that, oh, if I just had this, then I could I could have that. Mm-hmm. If I looked like this, then I would have that. If I did like, you know, and it's it's never it's never that. And I know that for a fact because I know for a long time I leaned on my looks. I leaned on, I did. I leaned Fully on capable, my, you're fine as fuck. I leaned on my looks because that's what people gave to me too. Right. They said, Oh my god, you're so beautiful. Oh this, like you must have you must get this, you must get that. Or you oh that or you oh you got him because I'm like, bitch, he's cheating on me. You can have them. Actually, actually everybody me. already does. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. None yeah. of those things actually matter. And so I think, especially in the in the society we live in, it's really easy to put so much value mm-hmm. on what you see. Yeah. And often, what you see is not what really is. And it's not what's important. Yeah. And and that's what I found, right? Because we, we've been we've been bad bitches a long time, long time, long time, y'all. <laughs> we've been at this. Um and. As our relationships with ourselves got better, we started manifesting better friendships, better partners, better financial opportunities. So it really couldn't have been, granted, we get finer by the day. It really couldn't have been the looks, though. It had to be something that was happening inside of you, right? It's It had to be your discernment. It had to be the lessons that you learned to be like, okay, yeah, I'm fine, but I'm also worth more than um, somebody who who other people think is desirable, but doesn't make me feel desired and doesn't make me feel loved. And so a lot of it is believing that you are worthy of those things and turning inside, no matter what you keep doing the things, you know, pretending so that you can get somebody to accept you. And like you said, the mask is going to slip. Even if you can hold your mask up, you're always looking over your shoulder because you're like, what if they find out mm-hmm. and you're too busy worried about do they like me then asking yourself the really important question do I like this motherfucker I think a lot of us have done that as women spent time or been in relationships because you know because a man or a woman agreed to be in the relationship and we were just so happy to be chosen that we didn't even ask ourselves did I choose this motherfucker back I, like you know that's that's the piece um And I was talking to a client the other day and she just was like, I feel just really heartbroken because guys keep not choosing me. Mm. And I was like, think of this analogy, right? Like you're in a store shopping and you're looking for a pair of pants and you're at the fucking T-shirt rack. You know what I mean? Like you, you're, you're a pair of pants and you keep putting yourself at the T-shirt rack. Mm. 
somebody is going to come to that rack and they might like the pants but remember they were in the market for the t-shirt so they'll pick up the pants and they're like cool 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 but this ain't really what I want they'll put the shit back and here you are feeling like you're not being chosen but you keep stepping into a marketplace into relationships where someone's not looking for you in particular so instead of keep putting yourself on the wrong rack hoping that you'll get what shirts get Put yourself with the fucking pants and someone who's looking for pants will find their pants. Like I did a lot of shopping in Bali, but <laughs> hear me out. It was it was a realization that I had, which is just like stop pretending to be something that you aren't. And you think that no one's going to notice. But in the in the switching over to like humans and not items, if you are trying to live something that I learned is soft life is not for me. I'm not a soft life bitch. <laughs> I like the idea of it. Wow, that's I, I feel do. like that's very controversial right I know, now. I'm not a soft I know. life bitch. I tried. It's all, like, I tried it. Do you think maybe you'll evolve into a soft life bitch? Well, so wait, I tried so wait, it. Bitch. Well, I have a question. Okay. What do you view as soft life? What is soft life to you? You are so smart. Anytime someone says something, the first question is define it. So on social media, because bitch, I'm not going to act like I'm not on there watching what the bitches are saying. <laughs> They're like, I don't make any decisions. Soft life. I don't pay for shit. Soft life. I tend to my man. Soft life. And I'm like, ah. You can't be soft life all the time. Not all the time. And so I was blessed with this wonderful opportunity where, you know, I was traveling with someone and they were like, whatever you want. Make no decisions. We got this. And while I was there, I created work for myself. Like literally the hotel we were staying at, I went to the, to the fucking receptionist and was like, Hey, so one of the ways I like to play with the universe is to create win-win scenarios. I would like to, to exchange some things with you guys. And I'm over here in the hotel room, like drawing up contracts and working. Because I want to work. I enjoy negotiating. I enjoy ideating. I enjoy some of the, some of the yang energy, some of the, you know, business maneuvers and masculinity. And it doesn't mean I'm also not nurturing and inviting and open, but I am hyper productive. I do enjoy my rest. I am a self care professional, but a lot of that soft life shit, it just, it did not. <laughs> I read the brochures. It, <laughs> I tried it. I was open. It did not resonate. Um, and so for me, I felt like a pair of pants on the T-shirt rack. And so what I was explaining to my client was, you know, you you think this is this is the life that I want. This is what it is. And so you show up and someone accepts you thinking that you're going to be a soft, a soft girl, soft life person. But they're used to dealing with bitches who don't make decisions. Mm. They are used to dealing with bitches who do not flinch when the bill comes and who is very much like whatever you want, daddy. So they know you'll crack little here and there that you're not fully aligned with that thing, but then you feel rejected when really they've set you free because you're not, you're not that. And so I was like, yeah, I probably talk back too much to be like a soft or a docile woman or like, in bed, I'm a full fucking switch and my like and I'm like my sub is a bratty sub at best. And my dom is very much like sit down and be a good boy. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm soft like. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what it means. Teach a bitch. So but I think that's how I was feeling. Like my definition of soft life is not I guess that definition. Okay. Um I think that also like you so you like I, I'm a I'm a worker bee as well and I but I realize that like the way that I 
my hope is. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I haven't mastered this yet. I'm, a, I'm a, a soft life work in progress. Um, but using my my femininity mm. to get what I want, which is essentially soft life, but also what is it hard? I don't know what the opposite of soft life is. Hard. Um, <laughs> Sounds gang. like gang. Gang shit. Gang. I think that like there's a I think there's a balance between the two. I don't necessarily look as at soft life as docile. I think mm. it's like moving with ease, using your femininity, your sensuality to take to nurture, but also get what it is that you want and you need. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. I, I feel like I always walk in a room the way you said it. My brain was like walk in a room, pussy forward for sure. Not pussy, like, forward. pussy forward. You know what I mean? Like, hello. So I, I understand <laughs> that pussy runs the world. Right. And I understand like the fluidity and the, the, the openness and receptivity. But to me, that's more on the, like the manifesting side. Do you, I, do you feel uncomfortable letting a man lead? No. Lead you? No, no, no. I love that shit. Like, so that's soft. Is that in, soft? in this society? Yes, I think so. Mm. Because I think a lot of times, um, I, I do got questions though. I'd be like, where are we going? Like <laughs> we had our, our, our neighbor next door. Shout out to Jason, AKA problem. I'm calling him problem. You hear this, Jason, your problem. Um, he said that bitches are making get men gay. Um, Girl. <laughs> and I, I couldn't help but think is it because we're like aggressive or like we well I think I think I don't know you were on the live I'm assuming it's also because like you know we want our men to be soft is that what it is no I wasn't in that live very long oh, okay he <laughs> was like he was like praising the women but also saying a lot of it was there was a lot going on in that live thing. but I think that um, there's like this you know because women have had to show up in different ways and be the father and be the the provider and I think that's where women are kind of like with their hands up like I actually don't want to do all of this all the time and I think that's where the soft life element comes in it's not necessarily mm. that like you want to just lay there and be fucked and be and everything to be taken care of and you don't pay for a thing it's more so like almost it's finding the balance because we are imbalanced in the oh, society sure. like there is a, there is a, a huge imbalance in the role of man and woman or and whatever that you know looks like and i know for me i have definitely taken on a more masculine role for a, a larger part of my life happily because i felt like that made me more valuable too mm -hmm. and when i walked into rooms i was going to get respect in the ways that i that i wanted but i realize now in my space because i feel validated like okay i i, I know what i'm doing over here that i can walk into rooms and i don't have to do that much anymore mm. i can walk in and i can float in and my sensuality is dominant. My like me being a woman that is successful and a master in my field is dominant. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> that makes me feel soft in that space. Granted, there's some times where I really got to buck up on a nigga and say, no, mm -mm. <laughs> you got to let niggas know. Like, I'll pay for that. Actually, I'm leaving. Like, I got it. No, thanks. Mm -hmm. You know, and I and I like that part of me, too. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't know. I feel like there's. There's definitely a balance, but I don't look at, I relate to, I feel like I'm more like you, but I feel like there is a very soft element to you. And so maybe sure. I just am so naturally that. I think you, you have are. a lot of soft life. I think the internet has defined it in, well, there's so many definitions that I've sure. seen, but there's there's a lot of definitions that I feel like are leaning into like just weak, weak woman versus well I, I was gonna say I think we're in an era of um, a lot of obviously there's a lot of like hurt men 
Mm-hmm. And I think there's like, like you said, there's a huge like uh, separation in like the black men and black women specifically. If you're on any type of fucking shade room, you see it every other day. Black women do this and da da da, and like just labeling us as masculine and like this fucking narrative feeding us this narrative that like certain like certain men want soft women and i noticed that you said the word docile i fucking hate that word and i don't think soft women and being docile are the same but i think that women interpret it that way and when you're a woman that wants to be chosen and you try to like you start to like do the pick me shit i think that's where that comes in like if you you know make decisions or you you know buck up then you're like uh trying to be a man you're trying to be a man like i don't want a woman who tries to be a man no nigga you got to be real clear with these men because it's like do you not want a woman who's trying to be a man or do you not want a woman who's going to call you on your bullshit because i can be real soft and delicate but nigga try me if you want to and you're gonna see me be a real different woman and i do and the thing is about that is like i do believe i believe like the feminine will fucking will fucking get you you know like it's we're like water you know like anything that can create can destroy exactly and we can create we are the creators we are god we create you we've created humanity through our yonis bitch so i think we get really like caught up in the the man's labeling of what soft like life looks like or feminine looks like and the truth of the matter is it is balance you know being able to acknowledge the balance of of showing up feminine and how I'm going to show up and how feminine, because like try and snatch a a mother's child and see if you don't get fucking shot. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'll be a killer for my child quick and easy. And I also can lay down and be soft and not make decisions. I hate making decisions. My boyfriend has to remind me all the time. Like, bitch, you're going to make decisions on Monday. I'm like, okay, it's Friday though. (laughs) But, but it's like, don't, don't get it twisted. You know, being soft and feminine comes with being able to be hard and be able to like, men couldn't birth. You know what I mean? There, there is this like unique balance. And I just think that like, yeah, like letting a man pay for everything and make all the decisions and like making I think there's a difference between feeding a man's ego so that they feel delusional mm. and accepting a man that makes you feel safe enough that you can lie down and be delicate and allow things to happen because I trust you and you've created this space where I know that you're not going to like you have my back but I think a lot of women we haven't been in the position to do that because a lot of men and even parents have dropped the ball and it makes you have fucking trust issues and it makes you get everything done yourself and taken every fucking grocery bag in one trip (laughs) and no I'm good I'm fine and I'm going to do it myself I'm not going to speak up and ask for help I think sometimes like being delicate is just being able to be like hey hey can you help me because now i'll be like in the store like oh no yeah yeah can you help me to my car (laughs) you know what i mean like i i just realized like it's really a um a choice and like being able to be wise enough to pick and choose when it's time to buck up because i can see my scale like slide depending on Mm -hmm. the situation you know because i am pretty soft and i will nurture and i will love but i will also curse you the fuck out like we're in South Philly. You know what I mean? So it's just like, don't, don't let the, these men's interpretation, these very delicate egoed men that there's like a huge uproaring of right now because of Kevin Samuels, etc. Andrew Tate, whatever the fuck his name is. And on the contrary, there's also a lot of women who are fucking it up for us all. There's a Say lot that. of bitches who are like, I'm like bitches who are just like, 
gimme, 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 and don't have shit to show for, don't have shit to bring to the table. I see many bitches with all the bags and sleeping on a mat, like a fucking air Air mattress. mattress. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch... Bitches are, bit, you know, like, let's not get it twisted. There are some fucked up bitches that are fucking it up for everyone. And so there's just, like, I think, in general, a misunderstanding of sexes and what our roles are. And instead of fucking constantly fighting each other and being on defense about what you're not doing. Granted, there's a lot of bitch-ass niggas. You know what I mean? But, like, you can't go to a group of bitch-ass niggas and expect to find a man. Say that. You know what I mean? It's like, as soon as you see a nigga's not on the same page, he's not grown up and he's not, he's not like evolving and he's not showing up as a man. That's, you'll, you'll fucking go dry trying to convince a fucking cactus to bloom a flower or whatever. That wasn't a great, I'm not as good as the thing. Stick with my, stick with my other (laughs) bad analogy. I'm not as good as the analogy. Cactuses be blooming flowers. I know, I know what you mean. I I saw a flower on a cactus. I was like, fuck, you know what I mean? (laughs) They be cute as fuck, but they do, but you made a very, very, valid point though i like i hear you and i feel like there's all this conversation about you know what women are asking for from men and my whole thing has always been the same don't ask for what you don't have Mm -hmm. that's it that's it like you want somebody who makes six figures Bitch, I don't know. I kind of di- I kind of disagree with that too because we can't I, both be broke. What are we going to both do together? Like, I somebody has to have more than the other. Work one. on yourself. <laughs> work on yourself I, a little bit. I, I, I mean, yeah. Let me manifest my life. Looking at your life. <laughs> I mean, and there is a space for inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah. There is a space for inspiration, and I, I don't think when I say you should be looking for your equal, I shouldn't say you guys have to be equal on everything, right? Because there is a need for contrast and that's what's going to help you grow and help you create more discipline. You know, again, before, when I got here, I was telling y'all one of the things that I'm grateful about y'all is that y'all not as organized as me. And I'm, but I'm always grateful for y'all's contrast because it reminds me, one, to stay on my shit, two, to, to have grace, and grace and compassion is so important in any sort of relationship. But there are things that you guys have that that I don't as much. I I love people, but I struggle with the togetherness of it, mm. right? So, like, that's also me being accountable to being, like, y'all invited me out, like, three times. And I was like, yeah, bitch, sleep. So... It's so I do still see us as equals, as friends and, and co-creators. And it's not that we're equal on all of the same levels. When we get on the phone and we're talking about shit, I'm telling y'all this is how you can move forward in business. This is how we can move forward in life. And you guys are just by mere existence reminding me the importance of a counterpart. And so we're still equal. So it doesn't have to be in all everything that I have, you need to have in double. It's we need to have a similar mindset, similar goals and we need to be able to lift each other up in different ways let me like be more clear on that piece. i can't help but think like okay like this man has a six-figure salary i have a six-figure mentality or six-figure like you know i'm a multiplier like right. you know i'm gonna so, i'm gonna, I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna help you invest that and we're gonna do that together because i know that i'm a valuable asset to this relationship and to those six figures yeah. and it's like the, the difference between like you know being inspired and then but also but then having inspiration versus expectation basically mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's like it's one thing to be inspired by someone it's another thing to say like well i deserve this you you better give me that this. i don't have it but you do so yeah and i think even on the flip side maybe he's not a six-figure earner or she's not a six-figure earner right now and we keep telling people like you can't you can't date off a of potential no but you can date off a trajectory 
You can say your mindset is there. I see you have the discipline, the consistency, and you're moving up. And I'm I'm willing to be a part of that journey. Like, I have to be honest with myself. I'll be like, girl, be fucking for real. I'm a seven-figure earner. Do you know right. how many fine-ass black... I, I think I'm done with bitches. Men. <laughs> I, I think, I think. I'll I think. ask again in a couple <laughs> months. Ask me again in three months. Um, seven figure earners there are so it's it's i'm not saying like he's got to have as much money as me but i'm like he's got to understand and value my desire to contribute meaningfully into the world so if when i'm dating someone if Mm. i'm like oh i'm working i'm working and it's not even impeding on my like ability to spend time with them but i'm like i'm working they're like oh you work too much last conversation because when i was talking to my wealth manager they're like what age do you want to retire and i was like whoa why would i do that I love what I do. I, I I will do what I'm doing in some capacity to my end. And so I probably need to be with someone who, who understands that my goal isn't to work until I'm 70 and then die at 75. Like I w- I want to retire in small bits now right. a month, a month in another country, but then 11 months working hard. Like it's the now. So it's, it's not that he has to have everything that I have, but he needs to understand that, my mindset and where I'm headed in life and to feel like there is some there is some alignment in that path. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You, you know, you said something earlier too about um, pe- women or people date and then they, you know, to be chosen and they're like, damn, do I even like this person? Did I choose? But I think a lot of times too, people are like, do you even like yourself? Start you, there. You know, like, do you genuinely, genuinely like yourself? Because I think one of the things I, I think about often or I've have thought about throughout my life is like I one of my biggest fears was like dying and not feeling like I've I've I, I was who I said I wanted to be. Mm. That scared me more than anything. I'm like, if I die and I haven't even like cracked the code to the things that I th- like I want to do. And so it really ca- kind of made me be more accountable about my actions and about my growth and about, am I being the person that I, I saw myself being as a child or, you know, in motion and like, am I, and does the, the things that I, the actions that I do and the steps that I take, are they leading to that path? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes if we're caught up on just getting stuff and, uh, and accumulating people and relationships, mm-hmm. you like, you haven't, if you haven't taken the chance to be like damn do I even like who I who I am right now am I even close to what I thought I was going to be and granted like our time frame as children is fucked we're like I'm gonna be 30 I'm gonna own the house <laughs> no but like just understanding like overall do you even like who you are because I think also sometimes we're caught up on judging other people not realizing that that judgment is because we're often judging ourselves like oh my god look how fucking silly they are look how stupid that idea is it's like because you're scared that your idea is stupid or you're scared that you're going to look so dumb and silly Mm -hmm. and so you project that you know onto other people and it is it's hard to stop and be like damn am i being judgmental because i'm a hater ass bitch and sometimes you're the hater ass bitch 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, are things making me feel insecure? Do I have an attitude against this bitch? Because she's making seven figures and she's shaking her ass at the gym, you know? And I didn't even go to the gym today, but here she is shaking that ass at the gym. You know what I mean? And you, I think in order to receive joy, you kind of have to, like, make sure that you're in alignment in your own fucking, in yourself. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think, to, like, to to jump on that until you accept yourself, you will always walk into a room and feel like a fraud. Mm. You will always question the people who love you. Because how the fuck do you love me when I don't love me? Either you're lying or you're stupid. Either way, you know, we, we tend to push people you know, away for that. And so all of it turns back to believing yourself is worthy of that. How do I know that I'm worthy of love? Because I love me. So... I- What I've taken from this conversation is that the root of manifestation, the root of, you know, like really executing this, this, this life of your dreams or of your visions is you have to go inside first in order to blossom and to bloom. You have to address yourself. You have to be willing to go deep into the trenches without anyone and examine the things because without that work, you can never attract other things. The work and the manifestation always starts with you. Like, am I drinking enough water? Am I working on the, like the things that make me better? And I think in turn, as you do that, that, outpours into the universe and then you can really gravitate towards the things that you actually see in your mind and feel worthy of them because you know actually I like who I am because I've gone within and figured it the fuck out yeah no it's true and I think also like a lot of times women need permission to even begin to do that work and that's why like our retreats are so like I've seen the transformations with these women that come on our retreats because they finally have made the space to say, I am a hating ass bitch. Let me go explore that real quick. And granted, I had when I've had a few women that showed up to the retreat, and I was like, "Ooh, you wanted them." Hmm. And I had to be, and I had to find compassion. Like, be thank like, you for the contrast, <laughs> for real. And I had to say, Erica, okay, you've met this person before in other spaces, and it didn't go well. How are we going to be different here? Because actually, you're here to show these women compassion. And and give them space to say, okay, I want to show up differently moving forward. And, you know, a lot of the women that come on our retreats, they come by themselves um, because that's like they're already ready to make the first step of saying, okay, like, I don't know anyone here. The power of the yes. Yeah. Just saying yes to showing up is the transformation. Yeah. It's like the biggest part of it. That that and like, I don't I don't know anyone here. No one knows me from this or that. I can show up however the fuck I want to moving forward. And the work that we do out there is really about breaking, breaking you down, not in a bad way, but like disarming you and taking off the mask and really looking in the mirror. And sometimes it's ugly and like, it's scary to do that. But hopefully by the time you leave, you know, you feel a little bit, the sun has kissed your skin and you're like, okay, she's cute. She's got more work to do when she gets home. But we're going to start here, yeah. you know, and, and that's why, like, I feel so grateful to be in that space and in 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 the space of wellness, because, too, it makes me have to I've meeting women from all these different parts of the world and, and different parts of their life has taught me such immense compassion in my everyday life, because sometimes I feel like it's easy for me to, like, have compassion for people when I'm out the country and I don't know. I don't know these people. It's harder for me to have compassion for people that I actually know that I actually love. And I'm like, fuck you. 
But I didn't say fuck you to the woman that was bitching over here in Costa Rica. I said, oh, honey, it's okay. Like, let's talk. Mm-hmm. But to my to someone who's maybe in my family, I'd be like, I don't really fuck with you. I don't like you. And I'm like, girl, let's try to extend. Let's let's come back to like, I try to like have the Costa Rica mentality and be like, let's not do that here. Let's try to have more compassion because everyone is showing up in different spaces and places because of things that have happened or things that they haven't faced. But it's true. Like you have, it's an inside job. You have to do the work inside to really begin to like call in what you want outwardly. You know, you have to be accountable. Let that be the theme for the month tribe. So you guys can, you know, we, we had you guys join our fucking open challenge because we need accountability partners. We need as many as possible. We've really been intentional about, you know, just doing this 30 day challenge, 31 day, 31 day challenge, uh, more if you started early and just taking time out for yourself to like quiet all the noise and do breath work and meditate and do yoga because it's in those like quiet moments that you get the downloads. It's in the taking the 10 minutes that you avoid the anxiety that is bound to come up when your kids ask you for 50 fucking things to eat 400 times in one day. But the thing is, it's just like we have to go inside in order to do that. It requires that you take time for yourself. And sometimes we neglect ourselves. It's easy to neglect ourselves. And then we'd be expecting a miracle. Like, no, you have to take the time to channel whatever those thoughts are because sometimes all of our voices, all the inner voices are voices of someone else, opinions of other people. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard on our last episode that we are doing the open challenge. All of our listeners get the app for free for 31 days and it's really just joining the challenge by doing one exercise, one practice once a day. It could be like 10 minutes. Like what's 10 minutes of your day and just being more intentional and and really like this whole, all this shit like has been created because me and Erica decided to be intentional once a week and just show up as ourselves and then say, you know what? Like this is who I've been, but I'm tired of that. I want to be somebody else and I want to do things different. And if you've been like following this journey for the last five years, you know that we've both fallen a lot of times and we've both like judged and we've both like made fucked up decisions and did a lot of shit like changed our mind changed our minds and we're allowed to do that but we would never even have the opportunity to do that if we weren't like intentional about taking the time to figure out what the fuck is it that I actually want and having a friend and a tribe that is like whatever you want you like it I love it you know, and um, yeah, I just want to encourage everyone just with this conversation with this beginning beginning of the year. If you download the open, download open app, join the challenge. It's just 31 days. If you're out here in Venice, they have a they have Location. a live class. Um, we're we're gonna, we should do a meetup, right? Yeah. We're going to do a meetup. Stay tuned for that. And um, we just invite you to be more intentional to open up your world to manifest even easier. And if you need a trip, come to Costa Rica because it's coming up and I cannot wait. And and she, you were supposed to come to our last retreat. You were supposed to come to our last retreat. <laughs> like um, but we're going to, you working. know, we're, we're going to do that. You're yes. going to do that. But Intentional. This menage friendship is about to blossom, okay? I know. I loved it when it when, when those words came out of my mouth. I was like, the three-way. Oh, yep, yep. yep that's, that's what it. I said. And I meant it. What? No fucking mistakes. So we're together. Yes. We're just, yeah, for yeah. sure. But if you feel called. Because we're even, we balance each other out. But if you feel called, definitely check it out. There's still time to come. We have two sessions february 2nd and february 11th and it's transformational like truly it is literally like 
like a re like the re like a super restart. It's like the intense restart. It's the master class. <laughs> so um, click the episode link in this. Click the link in this episode description for more information. Yeah. Um, um, Okay. Oh yeah. Before we uh, leave today, I know you know our, our boo got shit to do. She's a very busy professional woman. Um, but she picked a card and she picked the ten of swords reversed. You know we usually don't do reverse, but I actually know what this reverse card means. So, um, shout out to Mahogany Tarot Kashira <laughs> for blessing us with her black and brown cards that we love so much. Um, so the Ten of Swords reversed indicates that you are combating an inevitable change or ending because you are not because re- you're not ready to face up to what is happening. However, the more you resist, the more the situation will continue to drag you. So it's time to rip off the bandage, however painful that might be, and get this over with so you can start fresh. Trust that everything is happening for a reason, even though it may be difficult to understand what you're going through. Know it is leading to your personal growth and regeneration in the long term. Similarly, the Ten of Swords reverse may represent an old situation that ended badly. You are still carrying around wounds from it, but you have buried them so deeply that you do not realize they are still present and hurting you. These old pains need to be dealt with once and for all. It may be difficult to delve back in, but it's the only way to release yourself of this pain and allow it to pass from your life. It encourages you to reevaluate your circumstances and let go of aspects of your life that no longer serve you rather than dwelling on the painful past. Look ahead and realize how the events free you, free you up to reshape your life and choose a new direction for yourself. You can free yourself of your past and create a new sense of self. Happy fucking new year. Happy fucking new year. I already know exactly what that's about. You do? We got time. Do you got time? I know. I don't think you got a lot of time. I don't got a lot of time, but let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so, I discovered yoga. And it, I didn't discover yoga, but I discovered <laughs> yoga for myself. <laughs> Bitch, I do make big claims, but I'll be backing them up. But How when old I, are you, though? <laughs> right, exactly. 2034 <laughs> to be exact. So, yoga saved my life. It really, really did. And immediately when I really found myself and I found my practice, remember, I was like, I want other women to feel like this. So Trap Yoga Bay, the brand, the company took off within like literally a week of me starting. Three years in, right before the pandemic, I was still touring 10 months out of the year. And y'all, I fucking hated it. Like, I just was so tired. I really, I, to be honest, I couldn't distinguish who was Brittany and who was Trap Yoga Bay. Like, I just was like full-time trap yoga bay and just did not have enough of my personal life. And I had to go back to therapy because I felt like I had betrayed myself. The one thing that I loved so much, my yoga practice, I sold it. I sold it. Every time I would hit my mat, it was never about my personal development anymore. It was, oh shit, I really love this flow. Let me write it down. What song will go with this so that I can teach it? Blah, 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 blah. I was so happy when the pandemic happened for the reason of not having to teach yoga. So everyone's always like, when are you going to open a yoga studio? And that would give me so much anxiety. But I still know that my work in teaching yoga was not done. So I really like talk about manifesting. I, in my healing journey, to get back to my mat, I learned to separate my practice, which is why you never even see me do yoga on Instagram anymore. If you notice, people are like, do you teach yoga, bitch? Mm-hmm. Um, but to say, these are the these are the rules of what, the universe will have to bring to me for me to recognize and go back to teaching yoga. So fucking amazing. So now 
Fast forward, I get a call about a partnership and everything that I wanted was met. And like my demands were ridiculous. I was like, I don't want to pay for the venue. I don't want to have to hire people. I'm not dealing with set design. It needs to be all profit, profit, profit. I want like my face plastered somewhere, like literally these, which sounds ridiculous, but is it ridiculous if you can get it? Mm, no, no. Okay. So, um, so that felt like what the things that are that I'm still letting go of. I'm still like, if you can hear, I'm not as confident talking about it. Not cause it isn't happening because I'm like the, the louder I say it and the more I say it, I'm like, fuck. I'm opening four satellite yoga studios in partnership with one of the biggest fucking hotel chains in the world. And I don't have to worry about so much of the things I can just focus on doing what I love, which is sharing my practice. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the so many of the wounds and betrayal and hard life lessons I learned through the rise of the Trap Yoga Bay brand. And I know that. That's still stuff that I have to work through and everything is everything is everything. So thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I was holding my heart the whole well, time. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that vulnerability. Because I think some people yeah. think, especially like people that are experts in their field, that they've mastered everything. That there's no fear. Confidence coaches don't have fears. They don't have insecurities. Like <laughs> that's a big ass claim that I wouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an yeah. assumption that people make, yeah. you know. So yeah. I, I really I it makes it makes you human and I love you. Very for thank your humanness. You. Thank you. And um, y'all coming to a yoga class. Aside from the one that I'm going to teach at an upcoming retreat, we're working it yes, out. Yes. Um, but you're going to have to pull up to the moxie. No, for sure. Yeah. We're going to pull up. Yeah, yes. for sure. We yes. support our girl. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on Thank you show. for having me. This was beautiful and amazing. Always. And so much gratitude and love. And like, let's continue to manifest the yes. best fucking lives of our dreams. Because we can have whatever we want. We can. Yes. We, and we will. And Dream you will bigger. too. Mm-hmm. Gotta dream big, bitch. <laughs> can you tell our people where they can find you? Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm over here making assumptions. Y'all know me. <laughs> um, Trap Yoga Bay, T R A P Y O G A B A E. Everywhere. If you're looking for me somewhere, just fucking Google it. I'm pretty sure I'm there. <laughs> She's there. I googled her. And make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please make the algorithm lean in our favor in 2023 um make sure you check out our retreat at the good vibe retreat on instagram it's the perfect way to start the new year release some shit have a transformation meet new friends go out of the country be titties out barefoot in the beach with us and uh if you're looking for a podcast studio join us here in lovely sunny studio city california at our new studio where you can also have this beautiful set Yes, you can. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.